Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to listen to what we're up to here at The Nation. Thank you for being a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber yet, click on that little button, whatever you're getting this episode from. And before we get into this week's show, please remember to write and review this show, whatever you're getting it, okay? So if you're getting it on iTunes or if you're getting it on Spotify or anywhere else that you're getting your podcast, please remember to write and review the show. So this is a subject, by the way, this week that I've been asked about a couple of times and I, I tend to steer clear of it, right? Because it's a very touchy subject for people. And it's the issue of respect. Respect, being respected. Okay. And it also includes those of you who feel as if, you know, you're being disrespected. So let me kind of lay it out here from my perspective, right? How I handle this particular subject. Now, by and large, this whole idea of being disrespected is an egotistical one, okay? So there's usually a lot of ego involved when somebody feels like they're being disrespected, which, by the way, disrespect is very different from no respect, okay? So when, you're, when you have no respect in a certain situation, and remember, respect is always something to do with your reputation, or, you know, how you want others to see you or perceive you like that, okay? No respect is, in fact, the absence of respect. And that might sound really simplistic to some people. Oh, of course it does, right? But no, if you think about it for a moment, no respect is the absence of respect. So that's like in the absence of someone being aware of you or knowing of you or having heard of you or being informed of you, that might be a situation of no respect. So that is, you're barely being related to as anything, you know, more or greater than your most basic human being, right? I have a fundamental respect for all human beings, right? 
but there's nothing special or, you know, I just have a fundamental respect for human beings, right? Like the way you are and the way you operate and so on. So sometimes people feel as if their reputation is being disrespected when in fact what's happening is there's an absence of respect. That is someone maybe relating to you in a way where they just don't know or aware of you. Disrespect is a whole other game. Disrespect, my friends, is an activity. So that is, disrespect is when someone is actively out to undermine how you are perceived, how you are related to, and in other words, out to do some kind of damage. So people have asked me, you know, like, what do you do when you're being disrespected? Which again is different from the absence of respect, which is no respect. Somebody says, what do you do? And my answer is always the same. My answer is nothing. I don't do anything. I'm not out to fight for who I am. I'm not out to defend it. I'm not out to have it be the battleground of my life. If that is how someone is choosing to relate to you, then that's up to them. And by the same token, people say, well, what if they are actively doing damage? Well, my view of that is that my, what I do and who I am speaks loudly as what you do and who you are should. It should speak for itself. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend your territory. You don't have to speak your case or plead your case. You don't have to. And in fact, in my view, I would much rather turn my attention to building what's next. I'm not out to defend some view you might have of me. I'm not out to argue some point that you might have of me. And of course, I'm saying all of this in a way that you'll get value out of it. This isn't specifically about me, per se. But my general view in life is that, no, I won't, I won't deal with those that would disrespect because I'm not out to win your approval. I'm not out to win what you think of me. I'm just being me and doing what I would do. And that's an approach that I thoroughly encourage you to take. See, we tend to live contestuous lives, lives of contest, right? Lives of self-righteousness, lives of blame, lives of shame none of which will do you any good in terms of the quality of your life. If you're having a fight for your own reputation, and I mean that in a personal sense, okay, like who you are, you'd be much better spending that time building and growing and expanding it. There's nothing for you to fight for. There's nothing for you to get over. There's only the opportunity for you to keep growing and keep expanding Keep demonstrating who you are in this world because one of these days that light will go out and you'll have to ask yourself, what did I spend my time doing? Did I spend my time defending myself or diminishing others? Or, or did I spend my time on this earth creating, creating what's next, creating who I am, living my life in such a way that it honors who I am? 
like an honor. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not asking you to be fucking, you know, the, the white knight or, you know, more pristine than anything else. You're a human being. You have major mistakes in this life. And you'll make other ones. But are you big enough to own them? Are you big enough to grab the future that you want and live a life that's consistent with who you are fundamentally? Can you summon that little ounce of courage to step out there into life and have your life be a reflection of all that you are? All that you are, not just bits, not just not selling yourself out, not buying yourself off with this thing or that thing, not pretending, but all that you are. And that takes a certain kind of human being. Now, you might not be there yet. That's okay. There's a massive risk in being yourself. You're always exposed. There will always be those that either disrespect or show you no respect. It's okay. It doesn't fucking mean anything. It's an irrelevance. It's flippant. The question is, can you be someone who points yourself in the right direction? Can you be someone who, like I said, can create a future, can make great things happen in your life, whatever they may be? I mean, look, let's be honest here. It's not like... It's not like I or you are the kind of people who are, you know, have this massive public persona and this, you know, decades long investment and in making sure that that persona is protected or some shit, right? I mean, there are some people like that, but the vast majority of us don't live that way. The kind of shit that we get wrapped up in, though, when we get wrapped up in this notion of disrespect, being disrespected, it more often than not just ends up as petty and, like I said, egotistical. Like you're being precious about something you just don't need to be precious about. If someone says what you did or what you said or how you behaved or like you feel that's disrespectful, okay, so what? So what? Can you turn yourself in those moments towards creating something instead of fighting for some bullshit. I came to this conclusion a number of years ago about my life, and it was unrelated to the subject of respect or disrespect or no respect. It was unrelated to this, but it was a situation where I found myself scrambling to keep something together. This was about 10 years ago. Scrambling to keep something together. And I looked at all the energy and the effort that that took for me to do that, and I just thought, why am I... Why don't I just create something new? Why don't I just step out there and take something new on? And at that time, it was to do with business. I'm like, why am I desperately trying to hold this bullshit together when I really need to just fucking create something magical? And it really was a paradigm shift for me in the way that I live my life. I'm way more interested in what can be built rather than what can be defended or repaired. I'm way more fascinated by the new and the as yet undiscovered by what's possible. I'm way more interested in potential than repair. I'm way more interested in inventing than trying to fix. 
And it's a way of living. It's a way of you taking your life on. So if you do find yourself down the fucking rabbit hole of, oh, they disrespect me, you've really got to give yourself a fucking shake. Is that what you're going to get wrapped up in? Is that what you're going to use your time on this earth for? For that? Or something else? Something that's a little more consistent with the magic that it is to be a fucking human being. And I really mean that in the everydayness that we all have to face in our lives. That regardless of how shitty it's gotten, it's still a fucking magical opportunity to be alive. It's still a magical opportunity filled with potential and possibility. Whether you can see that or not, doesn't matter. That it's there is no kidding, certain. It's there. And sometimes you don't even need to see it all. You just need to know that it's there. That the possibility's there, the potential's there for you. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear me talking about doing great things. All of that is subjective to the ears of the beholder, okay? So the person who is listening to this, your version of a great life is going to be different from anybody else. I just want you to know you can have it. But you must transcend the pettiness. And look, the straight of it is, there are people in this life who are addicted to the pettiness. So defensive, so protective, so driven by what's in their unset. I know that. I get that. You just don't have to play. You don't, you remember that phrase, misery loves company, which to me was always a weird statement. Could never quite get my head there on it, but there's an element of truth in it. You know, people that are in the swamp, the everyday swamp of drama and bullshit. They want to hear the voices of other people around them. They want to be wrapped up in it. I don't look down on people who that's how they're choosing to live their life, but I do want you to know I choose not to be there. I choose not to live there. I choose to take, like we talked about in a couple of episodes ago, the philosophical approach to being alive, to step back from the swamp, to see everything that's going on there and say, not for me. It's not for me. But I don't judge those that it is their way of life, that it's how they live. I don't resent those. Why? Because I don't want to be judgmental or resentful. I'm not interested in being that guy. But in some cases, you know, it's pretty obvious what's happening. Pretty obvious when you look around your life and you can see those people who are stuck. Well, I invite you to take on not you. What are you creating? What are you building? What are you making your life about? And stay out of that swamp. Stay out of that bullshit. I know a lot of people will make a case for living life that way. Not you. You don't have to. You can have the great life that you're really after. So you got to bring it. All right, I'm going to take a short break. When we come back from this break, I've got a question from the nation. If you want to participate in a future episode of Unfuck Nation, that is, if you've got a question for me, something from your life, if you've got maybe some philosophical thing that's been ruminating in the back of your mind for the last, uh, for many weeks, months, days, years, who knows, then drop me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can call me and leave me a message on the hotline, or you can text me, 646-450-3203, or you can catch me at the website, unfucknation.com. All right, I'll be back in a moment. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of this week's episode. And this is the part where we dive right into a question from the nation, right? So this was a question I got a couple of weeks ago, but it kind of struck me at the time that it wasn't the right week to do it. So I think this is the right week to do it, right? So, so this message is from Lexi, okay? And Lexi says, hi, Gary. I'd like to start by saying how much I've grown since I discovered your book, Unfuck Yourself, five months ago. I'm a little late to the party. Ha ha. I'm still in the process of unpacking my shit. Something I recently, just six days ago, discovered about myself is that I am the middle child. Because I didn't grow up with all my siblings at once, I thought I was the younger child and then the older child, but it never dawned on me that I am literally the poster board child for the middle child syndrome. Even as a young teen, I always thought I was the forgettable one and was shocked when people did remember me. My older sister, nine years older, is very glamorous and posh looking. She's always had a very exciting look. For example, she currently has rainbow hair. And when I was young, living in London, she wore lingerie out in public with a corset over the top. She was always noticed. And because of that, I wasn't. Now, I realized that could have an effect and maybe it has, but not the typical. My sister gets more attention than me. I'm not one to wear makeup or dress in a way to attract attention. That's just not who I am. I don't feel that I grew up in her shadow either. I do think that she's so sparkly that people don't see me as much when we are together. I know I have my own light that shines just as bright, but it's hard to notice when I'm with my sister. We're close, but don't always get along. And she's oftentimes told me I'm selfish when we disagree, which is now a trigger for me. I'm not a selfish person, and I get all kinds of hooked when people perceive me this way. More than anything, I don't like to be misunderstood when I try to clear my name. I'm perceived as being defensive or lying. Another rooted issue is not being believed. However, I've always felt forgotten or that people would remember me even as a young kid. My mom would often times leave me whatever I was to drop everything to give my brother a right to work, which is literally three to four blocks from home. He was a young adult and didn't want to drive. He's the baby of the mom's kid in the family. When I lived with my dad in London for a few years as a preteen, young teen, he had two more children, my younger sisters, who are only one year and a day apart due to their young ages. I was like a nanny to them and also cleaned the house every day after school when I got home. I felt unimportant during those years and ended up moving back to Portland, Oregon when I was a sophomore in high school. I'm noticing that people don't really talk about middle child syndrome, like people forget or forgot about middle child so much that it's not even talked about. Kind of ironic. Here's my question. How do I deal with this new discovery of myself, middle child syndrome? How do I feel less forgotten? All right, Lexi, you asked for it. All right. So in ontology, there's no such thing as middle child syndrome. There's only ways of being and ways of acting. Okay. So there's, that's a psychological term to describe ways that you behave, right? Or ways that you sometimes feel. In ontology, there's no syndromes, right? There's no such thing as a fucking syndrome. 
in ontology. And one of the things that I do gripe about from time to time is when people come up with these things like a middle child syndrome, which I would suggest is likely designed to empower you, but you can hear the way you're relating to it. It doesn't empower you. Like you feel as if you've got a fucking disease or something. What you're dealing with is a head full of judgment and opinion and make wrong. So that's what you're dealing with. That's what you're wrestling with. You make your sister wrong. You've made your parents wrong. You've even made your younger siblings wrong, believe it or not, even though you didn't quite explicitly say that. That's in there. And it's just reams and reams of judgment and opinion, all observation, right? So if you think about this for a moment, Lexi, right? And don't go into blame and defending your fucking self or go into your usual, which is I'm misunderstood. I'm not misunderstanding you, okay? I want you to get like, you're giving me something from the place on the map that you're located in your head, okay? I'm giving you something from the outside to that. So one of these things that you do is when you're in that space, and it's the same for everybody, obviously not just Lexi, but all of that judgment, all of that opinion, all of that observation is by nature disconnected. Disconnected. You're disconnected. You are disconnected. Now, you might want to dive down the rabbit hole, and there's no fucking cheese down there for you, let me tell you that right now. But let's say you do jump down the rabbit hole as to why am I disconnected then, Gary? It's all irrelevant. The reality is you are disconnected. And you've had a lifetime of making your sister wrong for who she is. Right? You've never fully embraced her. It's all observation of her and all observation of your parents and the job they did or didn't do. And at some point, look, you can keep doing that. I want you to know, and there's some people say, you know, lamenting the life you've had in some way has some kind of tendency to eventually make you feel better. I don't agree. I don't agree. But you can see your focus is all on what you didn't have, right? And you can hear, like, even when you were young, Lexi, you were very internal. Everything was going in the way. It was all like, you know, looking at what's going on in the world around you and some way to try and explain yourself, but nowhere in there, Lexi, right? Either then or now are you creating yourself, right? Because in one breath, you're saying, I'm okay with who I am, but everybody should appreciate that. Or I should shine when I'm around other people because they're this way, but I should still shine. Uh, no, no. If you want to be appreciated in that way, the way they're being appreciated, then you might want to do that then for yourself. If you're saying that's not you, then that's not you. But the other really glaring thing to me is, you know, even though you're going on about your older sister and you've, you've, I want you to get, you have created the disconnect between you and her. You have. Again, if you've listened to any of my work, you'll know I don't peddle and blame. I don't give a fuck who's to blame. I just want you to get what's happening here. You're disconnected from this person. So when I'm disconnected from somebody, there can't be, there cannot be this thing called love. I cannot have a loving relationship with someone that I'm emotionally disconnected from, right? They just don't fly together. They, they fly different routes. So you're disconnected from your sister. And I want you to get everything you've poured into your email is the way that it rattles around in your head. And that's the great thing about when you, somebody sends you an email, it all just kind of comes out what's in there. And one of the first things that people sometimes do is, no, well, you're kind of, it's not exactly what I mean. No, try on the idea that what you've written and how I've responded is exactly how this is, right? And I know you, you might yeah, but this, 
And you might come up and you might be pissed off right now. Don't fucking care. Part of transformation includes getting pissed off. So it's part of the deal. I want you to understand who you've become. There's way too much poor you in this. You're not behaving like you're a fucking powerhouse. You're behaving like you're just a poor little sponge. You're not behaving like you're an expression. You're behaving like you're a receptacle. You're not behaving like you're the one to shift all the relationships in your life to be more reflective of who you are. Remember the first part of the show? You're not behaving that way. You're just behaving like the world doesn't treat me right. The world doesn't understand me. The world doesn't. And here's what I want you to know. Whenever I hear people say that stuff, I know for sure that's who they are for other people. I guarantee you, this is how this works. You're, you're just a fucking, the world is just a mirror for you. And that's the same for everybody here. Everybody listening right now, the world is a mirror for you and your upsets. It's reflecting back at you who you are if you set aside all the story all the drama, all the judgment, all the opinion, all the bullshit, you set all that aside, what you'll be left with is some truth about you. I said this on a show a while back. You, Lexi, like all people are looking for some form of acceptance for who you are, whereas intertwined in everything you're saying is this lack of acceptance for others. You can't demand acceptance while not accepting. Right? This has got nothing to do with middle child, younger child, older child, da, 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 right? Like you've got some kind of fucking genetic disorder. These are ways of being and ways of acting. Your way of being with your sister is judgmental, period. That's what you walk in the fucking door with. It's already there when you walk in, and it's always there every time you walk in the door. Okay, I'm not even going to ask you how that's working out because it's all in the email. But I need you to understand this. You're cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself out of brilliant relationships. You're cheating yourself out of connection. You're cheating yourself out of love. You're cheating yourself. And it's all done under the banner of being right. Of being right. That's what's going down here. I never had the childhood I was supposed to have. I don't have the siblings that I want. People don't treat me right. They misunderstand me. You're even acknowledging it's your fucking trigger. I hate when people see me as selfish. But why are they seeing you as selfish? Be responsible for that sometimes when you talk or act, it lands in a certain way. It lands in a certain way for people. And you're making that their problem rather than like, hold on a minute. I'm going to say something here, and I don't want this to seem like selfish, okay? I just want to be in communication, and I know it might sound like selfish, and I want you to know that it's not. It's called preparing the fucking landing strip, right? Preparing the person for what you're about to say. So no, there's times in everyone's life, again, not just you, Lexi, sometimes people are telling you the truth, but you can't hear it. You become so wrapped up in your own narrative, in your own story. And when you get wrapped up in that narrative and that story, that's what's walking into the world. That's what's walking into life. Language, Lexi, is the house of being. And your story is who you be. And that's the same for everyone listening right now. And your story 
the nature of that story, if it's complaining or victimy or judgmental or self-opinionated or la, 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 that is who you be. That. Because language is the house of being. And there's only being in the world with your family, with your friends, with your workmates, with your community. That's who you be in the world. But we become so wrapped up in it, so caught up in its excuses and its justifications. So I want you to confront, Lexi, what are you cheating yourself out of? How are you shortchanging yourself? What do you miss out on? Who do you never get to be in your story? And that's the confront for you. And that's the choice for you. It's not about how others are treating you. It's about who the fuck you are. That's how this rolls, folks. That's how this rolls. The world is doing what the world does. The question is, who the fuck are you when it does it? All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great one. See you on the flip side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.